0: I mean, I know that, like, rewatching it, you see the difference in... So, they didn't have a, the licensing to do the mask yet. And oh, so, you'll see different variations of the mask. So, the mask that we saw with Henry Winkler, that's not... That's a mask that the production team just made up because they didn't have the mm. to use the actual like ghost face or I think the name is father, father of death.
1: Want to listen to this Ivory Tower Boiler Room or True Crime in Academia episode ad free? Head on over to our Patreon p a t r e o n dot com slash Ivory Tower Boiler Room to listen to all of our podcast episodes without any ads. You get access to our video episodes, our bonus episodes, and even more exclusive content, including merchandise. It only starts at $5 a month. So head on over to our Patreon. Again, it's p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com slash Room. And while you're at it, you know what would be such a help is if you could rate and review The ivory tower boiler room on apple Podcasts or spotify and make sure that you follow us and share out our podcast to all of your friends it truly does help and i want to thank you all it means so much that you're listening to the ivory tower boiler room i hope that you enjoy this episode hi this is dr andrew rimby and before you hear such an exciting episode i want to remind you all that when i'm not here hosting the ivory tower boiler room i am running my small business, the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, where I am consulting with clients. It includes academic writing consulting, social media, podcast, and expanding your media footprint. So I have clients, I'm working on graduate school writing with them, I can work on thesis writing, dissertation writing, essay advice, college admission essays, undergrad, uh, college advice, graduate school advice. I also am working on a client's small business right now and expanding her social media footprint. I can work on how to create a podcast with you or how to expand your podcast audience. I also can just help you expand your media footprint in general. So if you're interested in my consulting, I first want to let you all know it is only $30 for the first hour that I work with you on consulting, and then I'll set up a package with you then. So you can email me at room at gmail.com. Or you could go to our Patreon, p-a-t-r-e-o-n.com backslash room. and there's a consulting option under mem- memberships. You can pay the $30 and then I will reach out to you right away and we'll set up a consultation. And then while you're on our Patreon, make sure you join the Ivory Tower Boiler Room and the True Crime and Academia Book Club. Every month, both myself and Mary are choosing books for our book club members to read. And we are actually polling our members on Patreon to see what books they want to read. And we're meeting with them the first week of each month. So if you want to join um, the book club each month. Just make sure that you join on Patreon. That way I know who's joined and I can reach out to all of you and let you know when we're meeting on Zoom. Okay, so lots of things to do here in the Ivory Tower Boiler Room, and I can't wait to consult with you, join you for a book club discussion, and have you here listening to one of our podcast episodes. Okay, enjoy this episode. Hi, everyone. This is Dr. Andrew Rimby. Happy Horror Spooky Season. I am really excited because this is a special first ever watching a movie with you all. So this is ITBR Teaches, our new teaching series of TV, film, Broadway musicals eventually will happen. Um, Anything that I've taught in the classroom, I want to bring to you all, to the public. That's what I love about this podcast. So I'm joined with two really special guests. One, you all know, love, Mary to Pippi. Hi, Mary.
2: Hi, everyone.
1: Uh, from True Crime and Academia. And my college friends um, from Kane University. We knew each other nine to 10 years, nine, 10 years. Uh, Lorenz, hi, Lorenz. Okay. Hey. So Lorenz is also a horror fanatic. Um, if you are watching us on YouTube, we are on YouTube, everyone, Ivory Tower Boiler Room, or on Patreon, those who are our members, you're our favorites. Sorry, everyone. If you pay, you know, for $5 to $10 a month, this is $10 a month uh, to get Mary and I caffeinated, you do hold a little special place in our hearts. So. We'll play some favorites um and you're gonna see we all have a different scream movie poster and lauren lorenz has a um let's watch scary movies shirt i have the friends tv show but with all the serial killers and um slasher characters i guess chucky's a slasher character i don't know uh we're not doing chucky today so that's for another time uh Maybe never. Uh, Mary is wearing a serial killer shirt. Uh, So this is actually Lorenz's idea. I was talking to him and saying, I taught Scary Movie at Stony Brook University in 2020. Not Scary Movie, Scream. (laughs) I taught Scream and he's like, why don't we all have everyone watch Scream with us, but provide that analysis, like bring our minds together and bring our expertise, like Lorenz as a horror movie addict, myself teaching Scream and how I taught it, and then Mary as a true crime expert. So that's what we're doing. So, Lorenz, this is all your idea. Um, So we all have the movie on and we're muted. We muted it so you all don't hear it. So you can actually watch Scream with us. Maybe you want to, like, put it low. Maybe you want to put it on mute and listen to us in the background. I don't know, however you want to do it, maybe you want to listen to us first and then watch Scream, Uh, pause our discussion, watch a little, come back to us. Um, I also want to give um, a shout out to a podcast called Movies That Made Me Gay. They do this as well. So, yeah. Um, So Scream is our movie. It's 1996. Um, And I don't want to talk too much about all of our thoughts about Scream because we have an hour and 50 minutes. I'm sure our thoughts are going to come up. And I'd rather them come up organically. So I'm going to just hit play on the count of five. We're all going to hit play, okay? So the three of us, let's make sure that it's on mute. Okay. And then Mary and I are watching on max. So we do have ad break. So you'll hear us say something like ad break, just in case anyone else is watching on max. And then, you know, Lorenz La- uh, is going to press pl- uh, pause on his side. Okay. So ready? Five, four, three, two, one. Click play. Okay. So we have the Miramax <laughs> logo. I also have my captions on too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love this beginning because when the Dimension logo goes up, do you know you hear all these different horror movie Sequences of openings, like screams. I didn't realize that. Like, you hear all these screams, but we actually aren't seeing the horror movie that our main character, well, we think it's the main character, that Drew Barrymore is watching. Um, so, yeah, what do you think of this infamous phone call at the beginning?
0: No, well, thinking about it now, I would never answer my house phone. But back in the day, um, it it took uh a part of like our lives Uh, people used to answer the phone and talk on their house phones all the time ever since this movie came out the increase of uh caller id went up almost 80 percent since 1996 now it's all included in everybody's phones but because this movie it changed a lot
1: (laughs) yeah yeah and then um oh i love when uh, she says, oh, they have 900 numbers, like thinking that this guy is a perv <laughs> who wants her as an escort.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, my God. This is my favorite. Well, first, do you know where they filmed the movie? Because I just listened to Nev Campbell's interview on a podcast about Scream. Like, I didn't know it was north of San Francisco. They filmed it in Santa Rosa, California.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay. It does give like me- California.
1: Yeah, but it's, like, not the Southern California feel. So it has, like, the weather we do in North Jersey, you know, South Jersey, Long Island. It has the fall. And I think that's important with, like, the way the swing set. Right? Why is the swing going? I've always wanted to know. Why? (laughs) Is that the killer who was on the swing set?
0: I, I, I feel like that was kind of, like, a cinematic nod. Like, something's like foretelling Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and then her playing around with the knives as this as if she's like in in halloween and is like the killer herself i mean when i taught this film i called it horror meets satire like i really wanted it it did it really Wes craven knew what he was doing because he had done nightmare on elm street in the 80s and all of those movies so um it's tongue-in-cheek right? It's making mm-hmm. fun of the horror movies.
0: Um, or, but not yeah. like
1: scary movie.
0: Like um, like a reference towards like Halloween.
1: Yeah, it's very meta. Um, okay. Oh, that's right. She's turning on the lights. Um, and a beautiful house, right? I mean, just I to talk about the house. I want to live in that house. There's like this pool and the mist is coming off of it.
2: In all of these uh, movies, I want to know what the parents do to Uh afford such houses like this like what career path did you take
1: (laughs) yeah wait the jiffy pop oh my god have you ever made jiffy pop a nightmare i hate making jiffy pop
0: and it smells so god only knows what's going on right now she smelled that all the way down the hallway (laughs) Mm -hmm. and why
1: isn't she turning it off like did anyone else think why doesn't she turn the burner off Mm -hmm. like i know she's distracted there's some creepy guy on the phone but look the steam's coming off the jippy pop. Turn it off.
2: <laughs> Just turn it off, move it, whatever, something.
1: Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll gut you like a fish. Oh, that line. And her mm. poor boyfriend. Mm-mm.
2: Poor Steve.
1: I know. Which is your boyfriend's name. Sorry not to be a little macabre and scare. No, oh, I know. Blonde. Oh, the blondie <laughs> element. Okay. Yeah. I feel like this is the very almost the Madonna whore complex in the horror film. Like, she's blonde. She's pretty. She has a jock boyfriend. She's the cheerleader. If Right? But everyone thought, like, we have our posters up. They were like Drew Barrymore's in it. Like, she's Mm -hmm. the big name in this movie. And she is in a long sequence of the movie. I mean, in terms of how much she's in the frame. Like, she's Mm -hmm. in the movie for 15 minutes, which... I mean, some people are like, oh, she's never in the movie. But, I mean, that's a long time to be in the movie. like Especially that.
2: killed off so quickly like that. Mm-hmm. Usually they get ready pretty quickly and then don't want to see you again. They drag yeah. this out, which is yeah. nice. Yeah. I mean, not again, for her, she... but for us. <laughs>
1: yeah,
0: she... yeah again. Think... Besides... Yeah, go. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. No, I think besides her, um, Wes Craven's uh, pay, I think her pay was top build in the entire like between her and the director they both made like almost similar amounts which is like unheard of but drew barrymore was like at the top and she had scheduling conflicts so that was another reason why she had to reduce her role
1: that makes sense Mm. okay Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and I'm so excited to shout out the Gay and Lesbian Review, who is helping to sponsor the ITBR podcast. For all of you out there, the Gay and Lesbian Review is a bi-monthly magazine where you can discover new things about gay and lesbian literature, history, and culture. And the GL Review publishes essays in a wide range of disciplines, as well as a slew of reviews of books, plays, and movies, and a number of special features, such as artist profiles and their popular art memo column. Each issue of the magazine brings you consistently intelligent, lively, thought-provoking articles focused on a unifying theme. For example, their September-October issue centers on the theme, Cracking the Closet. So, starting the 19th century, a number of artists and writers found ways to crack the closet by expressing their sexuality between the lines or in the interstices of their work. For example, Ignacio Darnad, who is a friend of the ITBR podcast, he's been on our show, writes all about illustrator JC Leyendecker, whose work for Ivory Soap and Arrow Collars gave him plenty of opportunities to draw pictures of well-dressed and at times scantily dressed American men. And you also can find an article by Vernon Rosario, who has been on the podcast, and he talks about the quest for sex in the Middle Ages. So, to subscribe, visit glreview.org. That's G-L-R-E-V-I-E-W.org. Click subscribe, so on their website, go all the way over to the right-hand side and you'll see the button subscribe. Click subscribe and enter the promo code ITBR50 because you're getting 50% off your subscription to the print or digital edition of the Gay and Lesbian Review Magazine. I can't wait for you all to have your copy of the Gay and Lesbian Review Magazine and make sure that you take a picture when your magazine arrives or when you're reading it online and tag the GL Review on Instagram and ITBR and we'll share it out in our stories. Enjoy your reading, everyone. Are you afraid of the dark? Sorry, I had to, everyone. <laughs> it's Dr. Andrew Rimby. Happy spooky season and gothic and horror. Just all oh, the vibes. I am so excited to talk about Broadview Press, who you might know help sponsor our podcast. They're an independent publisher in the humanities since 1985. Did you know they have so many horror novels that you need to get your hands on? They have Frankenstein, of course, by Mary Shelley. They have Dracula by Bram Stoker, one of my favorites. They have The Strange Case of Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde by Robert Louis Stevenson, Edgar Allan Poe's Poetry and Tales. Oh, they just have so many Gothic novels that you all need to soak your teeth into? Bob your teeth into? (laughs) Some kind of Halloween metaphor is appropriate there. They also have academic books like Dr. Jeffrey Andrew Weinstock's The Mad Scientist's Guide to Composition. So if you're a writing professor out there, you need to get your hands on that. And they also have a gift package called Mystery Horror Sensation, which if you don't know what to choose, Just choose the Mystery Horror Sensation gift package. Just a reminder, you get 20% off on broadviewpress.com. Link in our show notes. Just use the code IvoryTower, all lowercase. IvoryTower, 20% off all your books on broadviewpress.com. All of them. I can't wait for you all to hear our next Broadview Press guest. It's coming in November and Definitely, when you buy one of their horror or gothic novels or books, just make sure you tag us on Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and tag them too at Broadview Press. I know they'll love to share it. Okay, everyone, be careful if you're reading in the dark. I don't want you to get too scared. Turn a light on. Bye, everyone. Yeah. Oh, he's big and he plays football and he'll kick the shit out of you. That I mean? line. <laughs> but it's like, it's so interesting because um, even this opening is so unlike the horror movies before it. Like, I love Halloween's theme song, but we really don't have a scream theme song. Like, If you think about it, there is no opening credits with all the actors. It just says scream, like when you heard all those horror sounds at the beginning. Of mm-hmm. unidentifiable horror movies. Because, right, she's a huge fan. Uh-oh, she sees the boyfriend. And then it's uh, just, like,
2: the phone call. Like, the phone call is the, like, soundtrack.
1: hmm Almost. And he knows what's about to happen. I think he definitely knows that he's going to get murdered. Mm-hmm. Um, and, oh, but Drew Barrymore is so good in it. I mean, mm-hmm. this is one of my favorite opening sequences of a horror movie. Because what it's is the iconic. opening of Halloween? Col- What's the opening of Halloween? Is it from his point of view as a boy killing his sister? I'm trying to read. I thought it
0: was in in Halloween when they're just, uh, they talk about Halloween night and then they walk by the house. Mm -hmm. And, oh, that that person lived in that house. It was a very scary house. Okay. Um,
1: Maybe I'm thinking of the new Halloween is when they actually show the murder of his parents. Yes. Yes, That's the Okay. Again, there's nothing playing on the TV. I find that so interesting. <laughs> like,
0: look at the TV. burning
1: jiffy pop and, and a blue screen. Oh, the house is the, oh, right. the house is yeah, gone. Yeah, she's she's pretty good at this trivia mm-hmm. game, except she can't. She doesn't remember the first Friday the Thirteenth, which obviously is.
2: Which it is a trick question. It is in but a way, but it's not. We should know it. I
1: mean, yeah.
0: Like we I mean, should but- know that it's the mother. Mm-hmm. When, when you're in an element of such, like, high, oh. anxiety, it's, everybody thinks of Friday the 13th or, yeah, Friday mm-hmm. the 13th, Jason Voorhees, Jason Voorhees, like, that's just, just the who-
2: association.
0: Yeah.
1: Oh, my gosh. And the killer's voice box, like, how they change his, ghost face's voice, I find it's, it's actually kind of seductive. <laughs> like,
0: well, that's, well, you I, know, I, that, yeah. that's an app. That's um like a actual person. Mm. I'll define um, his
1: name as we go along. Jackson. Okay. Uh oh, here's the gutting like a fish. And they didn't lie when they said they he'd gut her boyfriend like a fish. Mm-mm. Um oh no, here it happens. Were you scared oh when God. you saw this opening mm-hmm. sequence the first time? Because I do remember being it was really a change in the genre. I wouldn't say scary, but it was definitely a. Um, it was a different subversive way of showing a horror movie. Like this opening.
0: Um, I feel like I now mean, we're
1: just so certain, used to it.
0: But. This part definitely made it realize like this is this is going to be a horror movie. Like as soon no. as you saw Steve's guts flying out i'm like no this is this is gonna be scary yeah
1: or the door he's Mm -hmm. at yes this part freaks me out when he's like there are two main doors to your house Mm -hmm. where am i and it's like killer spoiler alert there's more than one killer right you know so there's multiple ways the killer could be accessing your door right like Mm -hmm. that's not the killer in the house who just uh, broke the glass um, right. Okay, the jiffy pop has now caused a fire basically.
2: It is she on fire. She doesn't care.
1: Actually, I would have taken the jiffy pop now that I'm thinking about right? it, and but you're in a state weapon. of fear and use it as the fire to kill the Yeah, use it to kill the killer. Um
0: she doesn't have a smoke alarm that big old house like I know property insurances like would make you have a fire alarm.
2: That's a good point. That's not true. one not at any point yeah. do we hear a fire alarm.
1: <laughs>
0: that is true. Uh
1: oh. Yeah, she Bagel. Went
2: outside.
1: That was to be not fair, good.
2: that would distract. So I could see why the decision was made, but also I agree. There are, but that's not the only thing I think with this movie that's like unrealistic the, as well. But it's uh, still wonderful.
0: Yeah. A fun fact is Drew Barrymore, the prop master, never turned off one of the phones. So uh-huh. during I think one of the this scene. She actually calls nine one one, and oh. they come to like they they dispatch on the, the 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 like where they are.
1: Oh my gosh! Oh my god! Oh yeah, that's a the killer is in the fire. Okay, she's crouched down. Um. Oh, and then of course we have the parents are coming home. Is she going to make it? It reminds me of. Do you know uh, Sarah Michelle Geller? I love. I know what you did last summer. Do you know that sequence of Sarah Michelle Geller and she's like at the parade and she like is almost through the alleyway? Any of those moments freak me out. Like, because they work so well. Yeah, because
0: um, you're giving the character or the uh, audience the uh, glimmer of um like there's hope. you are gonna of- survive. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Oh my god, no. She's getting stabbed. Um I think, but what's so masterful about this is she actually finds out the killer's identity.
0: Identity. That's really... She's about to pull the mask off. Yeah.
2: Even then, I still feel like viewers have some hope still at that point, too. Mm-hmm. But then at that point, it's like, well, now that she's seen their face, like, of course, now she has to die because she, they're not just going to let her live. She's seen who it is. At least one of them, for that matter.
0: hmm
1: Well, and that you can actually see the parents. You can see her on the, like, porch, like, through the frame of the camera as the parents are walking in. Yeah. You're right, Mary. There's always, like, that hope. Like, she's not dead yet. Like, there's still a chance. Is she going to survive? And then, no. I mean, um. But then that they actually keep it going, right? They could have ended with her final stab and they don't. Like we still see the parents in the house. Mm-hmm. That's also unique. Usually it would have like then scream, the title would have come up
0: again, but. I think the no. other screams do have like, that's their cutoff, like to uh-huh. the, the headline, like as soon as like the. the, oh. the
1: Cause they can hear her on the phone. That's right. Oh my God. And that's so disturbing so like, they actually heard her death
0: getting stabbed a nod to uh what is it uh friday the 13th um Mm -hmm. the mackenzie's i think yeah it's friday the 13th they're a family name in that movie as well Mm. Mm.
1: and it's also very when a stranger calls right Mm -hmm. oh my god and then she sees the the mom sees the body because I find when a stranger calls the original to be really scary. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my god! And then she's hanging, and mm-hmm. then we have the opening sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but again, there is no official like title screen. We get right into what you know made Nev Campbell a star with Scream. I was just listening to an interview with her on um, Canadian because she's Canadian on Canadian um radio. Um like she was talking about how it felt like summer camp when they were making this movie, the whole cast. Aww. Um yeah. And they all were pretty unknown. Like these this was Courtney Cox's like major film, David Arquette, Rose mm-hmm. McGowan. Right. Except Nev Campbell yeah. did say she had just been in the craft yeah which right. film mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: i love that movie
2: it's amazing
1: yeah oh neb campbell's father he is mm. a sweet guy we don't talk about him a lot but mm-hmm. mm. well because right aren't they deep in mourning because of the death well no her mom had died how long ago
2: a year so i mean like, yeah in a reality not that's not a lot right
1: And Billy is the identity when you think of a creep boyfriend, you think of Billy Loomis. Like mm-hmm. he's creepy from the beginning, yeah, but like, i'm I'm not surprised he's the kill one of the killers. Like it, I feel it's set up that way.
2: I mean, if a guy ever told me that he was thinking of me like while watching The Exorcist and about our relationship, that's kind of that's just a huge red flag.
1: Yeah, that's that's scary. I would run.
0: I find those red flags. You tell that they can watch the existence <laughs> and think of me any day.
1: You're like, you know what movie I really love and get horny and hot to is when I see Michael Myers. I think of you. <laughs> I'd be Like, uh, okay. No, no. When I saw the nun, you reminded me of the nun possessed. <laughs> <laughs> Breaking your underwear roll, oh, on top of the clothes. (laughs) That sounds like I I heard in certain religions, like they'll try to just gyrate on top of the clothes, and like you're okay to do that. Like you haven't had sex that way. But what do I know?
0: This movie, like as we watch it or get develop, uh, dive into the movie. This doesn't really have too many like sexual uh, like undertones like they try very hard to keep it at a very appropriate level to not get Mm -hmm. like 17 um because you don't need that for true horror you don't need to sex cells you can the scare element and that be your main focus in a movie but i like the little nods and the like pan panaways when Would you settle for a PG-13 relationship? Like, they keep everything very classy.
1: Yeah. Well, and Halloween's like that, too. Like, there is that one character, remember, who she's um, not a virgin. But, like, yeah, they, like, role play in the house with a mask. And she thinks, like, it's her boyfriend who's actually going to bed with her. But it's Michael Myers. Mm -hmm. Um,
0: You see everything. Mm -hmm. Oh, her
1: titties. Yeah, yeah. They're on display.
2: <laughs> They're there for you to just toggle.
1: You don't actually, like, see the nudity element. Yeah. I, I find, though... Right. Do you like, think that's changed? Enough. Do you think we're getting more sensationalized sex and horror mm-hmm. in our wow. current day? Maybe Saw. I don't know. Is Saw sexy? I don't really watch a lot of Saw movies.
0: I, I don't think Saw so, sexy. <laughs>
1: okay. <laughs> I know that they hide the key in the body, but um, so oh, now we're in the high school, okay, again, an idyllic high school. it's always idyllic, isn't it? It's like what you think high school would be in mm-hmm. movies? It's like, yeah, my high school was enjoyable, but it was never all the groups outside like that's mm-hmm. where it's Californian, like they're all hanging out outside. I'm like, where does everyone eat lunch and picnic? Like I don't know that kind of high school
0: mm. but.
1: Okay. Oh, I love that we get um, like yep. so many reporters. Mm-hmm. Um, Woodsboro, yeah. So Woodsboro is the fictional location. Oh my god, that pantsuit that Gale Weathers is in. Oh my
2: god, it's the best that neon. It's practically neon. Oh, it's
1: so nineties, and I love it. Well, that was four. Yeah. But
0: I uh, was four.
1: How old were you? No, you were younger than I was, right? When that came, when it came out,
0: me or Mary?
1: No, Lawrence. Yeah, yeah. Oh, I was,
0: I was uh, like I was six years old when this came out.
1: Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh my god! And then Rose McGowan's character is like, oh, her insides were on the outside. See, they all know. <laughs> Again, like, but how would you know oh, that description? Oh well, Dewey, her brother. <laughs> oh, that's true. That's true. Um, but. Don't you find like what makes Rose McGowan's character so good is she's so matter of fact about the gore? It's like, yeah, you know, she was just bleeding from the outside. That's how it is. And
2: her outsides were hanging out.
1: Her yeah. Oh, Rose McGowan hanging said out. That she didn't have brown hair, like her natural hair. She had blonde because she knew Nev Campbell was already cast and she wanted a distinction when she did her reading for Wes Craven.
2: So mm-hmm. that's how she
1: ended. I love her blonde hair in it.
2: Mm hmm. I do too. I mean, I feel like she can, she's just one of those people who can wear any color and look amazing. Yeah.
1: Yeah, No, I agree. Oh, yeah. Tatum. That's her name. Mm -hmm. Where's McGowan's? McGowan's. I always want
2: to call her Paige.
0: Oh, Char. Because
2: Char, exactly. (laughs) But isn't it interesting
1: how many of them end up in other gothic shows and movies?
0: Well, this took off Skeet Ulrich, Ulrich is doing so many creepy things. Like he, their their careers have just kind of like expanded onto like Matthew Lillard is big into like creepy roles. Um, well, he was in
1: Scooby Doo. Remember
0: that wasn't creepy, but oh, like
1: yeah, was- he was. People really slept on that movie. I loved it,
2: and I have to so- say that was the movie that I was introduced to him. And so yeah. like watching this after already having seen uh, Scooby-Doo, it was so crushing. I was like, but Shaggy, what are you doing?
1: Yeah, oh what? wait, I love when they're analyzing <laughs> yes. like who, who the killer's psychosis, right? And Jamie Kennedy is the movie buff. So like he's, like Mary said, there's the moment later when he talks about the rules of horror. Like he's our expert in the genre. Um, and I just
2: want to say, I sometimes always forget that Jamie Kennedy exists. So initially when Andrew and I were talking, I was like, oh, yeah, that's Seth Green. For whatever reason, my brain completely. I know just I confuse Jamie them. Kennedy and inserts yeah. Seth Green. Sorry, Jamie Kennedy. I don't mean to yeah. do that. To no, Seth Green he was in that.
0: Talk... We'll talk Wasn't... about you, Mary. He...
2: <laughs> Wasn't Seth Green in that he was in that
1: movie. Oh, my God, she's. She's too young.
0: It.
1: No, I thought there no, was no, like no, a no, no, nine. No. You know what I'm talking about. I
2: know which 20... one. Yeah, hold on. I'm There's gonna find
1: some
2: it. I'm a fine. There's it. some
1: like movie where they're always at these like high school parties. Yeah, you'll have to find it, Mary. Oh, wait. Now. Matthew Lillard's character is like, I'm going to gut you. And now they're mm-hmm. using it as a taunt. OK, because that's really a normal way of speaking. Um, I
0: mean, to you try to, to been...
1: threaten each other about gutting each other alive yeah
2: oh, okay. mm-hmm. i mean but they cl-
1: yeah
0: poor nev i mean poor sydney is just like hearing all of everybody joke about murder and this is all coming in with like still within a year of her like digressing what mm-hmm. to her life
2: mm-hmm.
1: yeah the trauma yeah she's traumatized yeah they're not sensitive these teens around her
2: no Um, not at all
1: but again another beautiful home i'm like wow isn't it interesting though how these teens always live in like upper middle class suburbia halloween is in haddonfield and here it's um santa rosa i mean i'm sure there's like down on their lap teens in some movies um two tables (laughs) i know I just, but yeah, okay, this now does Northern California. The mountains are so beautiful. People are going to be like, you're talking about the movie. Why are you talking about the setting, Andrew? But it's all <laughs> part of the aesthetic. And I love that she has a balcony. Wow. I'm just, I want to buy this house. I know,
2: seriously.
0: That house like five bucks was for sale, and I think it sold for $8 million, um, yeah. like a few years ago.
1: But I think it's only like 40 minutes from San
0: Francisco, so... That's probably like $20 now or something. (laughs) Yeah.
1: I'm sure... You know what? Um, Someone from Meta or X lives there now. Yeah. Silicon Valley's moved up there. Um, So,
0: see how she just, like, opens the door? You hear, like, the the undertones. Like, it's kind of another, like, foreshadowing. Like, oh, opening the door, you hear... Mm-hmm. Is it a jump scare when she shuts the door? It was just kind of like, I, I like the direction of how everything was filmed.
1: Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Well, the angle, the cinematography, I think that's what makes this film. Oh, and now we see Sydney's mother, Maureen Prescott, was found raped and murdered mm-hmm. not far from this peaceful town square. Yeah, and this is why she really has... Um it out for gail weathers because she associates gail with the tragedy of her mom like gail was making money off of her mother's death i think that's well what sydney Mm -hmm. sees sees it as but right mary that's what happens but that's what you do as a true crime commentator people Mm -hmm. could see it as a very exploitative business
2: Mm -hmm. exactly and it can be especially in those types of situations um, not to say that that's necessarily what's going on here, but it definitely feels that way. And I can see why Sydney feels that way.
1: I just saw a photo of the mom, Marine, And all I have to say is she kind of looks, Matthew Lillard kind of looks like he could be related to the mother. <laughs> like, look at it. Everyone look at the picture of Maureen again. It does, it does look like, a, like Matthew Lillard could be Sydney's sibling.
2: Mm hmm.
1: I feel like there is something eventually that happens that makes them mm-hmm. where there could be like a familial connection. Yeah. Mm. I'll have to like read up on if they try to like make it look like Maureen birthed Matthew Lillard's character. Stu. I have to say his mm-hmm. name. His name's Stu. Oh, the video store. Oh, I love when we actually see the video store because I'm so nostalgic for video stores. Mm-hmm. There was something to it, like yeah, we're streaming now. That's great, but it was different when you actually like had a curated collection and you knew the employees.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, maybe we should bring them back. I think they will come back, maybe as like a nostalgic thing.
0: Mm, possibly, oh, I do believe uh, the blockbuster in Bend or like Oregon is still around.
1: Yeah. It is, yeah. Well, record players are back. I always loved record players. Mm-hmm. It just sounds so different okay oh it's right out of a horror movie mm-hmm. like yeah you are in a horror movie that's what I love like but I love how again I like scary movie and the spoofing but I like that this is on the edge like it's mm-hmm. not too campy and it's not too serious it's like scary enough while still being in on a joke like mm-hmm. it's kind of like Greece being in on the 50s nostalgia like it's not too corny. The first scary movie is good. The others, I think, jump the ship. Um, I'm not Randy. Uh oh, who's on the phone?
0: Um, I like another thing that they keep like mentioning as like we get into other interactions with Ghostface. A lot of people's assumptions are. Oh it must be the 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 movie kid must be oh Randy like Randy's mm-hmm. name is like used when interacting with Ghostface like a a uh, a, a few mm-hmm. times really
1: That's that's true Well because he's the one who would know all these devices right Lorenz? and he seems like a good um someone to pin it on but I always find it interesting that in horror movies, it's always like that panning around of your empty yard, like your front yard, your backyard. Instead of like what I feel I would want to do is like hide as, like get as close to the ground in the house and like hide under a bed or like get a phone and call the police. But I guess then we wouldn't have all of this anticipation of where's the killer hmm
0: like the the, what is the cat and cat and dog like oh taunting
1: wait like a cat and mouse game
0: cat and mouse
1: oh oh, oh. Mm wow yeah yeah um
0: challenge, like
1: yeah i love when she picks her nose
2: Mm -hmm.
1: like what am i doing Okay. Yeah, but she really, you know. Oh, she thought it was her friend until he mentions her mother. Mm-hmm. She says, fuck you, you cretin. <laughs> That's very 90s slang. I don't think I've heard someone. Oh, no, there is Ghostface. But again, you don't think Ghostface would come out that quickly with the main character. Yeah. Like, usually that's the last frame of the movie is the killer with the main character. Like, Jamie Lee Curtis with Halloween. I guess, what were other popular movies that also had a female protagonist?
0: Halloween. Uh, Aliens.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I'm thinking, like, Slasher. Are there other? See, Nightmare on Elm Street, I just put it in its own universe. Like, I find that's not a traditional slasher. I know. Carrie, that's not a slasher, but yeah, I'll have to think. We'll have to think, everyone.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Now I feel like there's a lot of, oh, When a Stranger Calls. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, which I think has the actress from The Princess Bride. Um, She has such a unique voice. Carol Kane. Carol Kane. Oh, <laughs> Yeah. If you haven't seen When a Stranger Calls the original, it is just so good. Um, oh, and there's Billy, huh? Oh,
0: Billy. That's and he's normal. back. <laughs>
1: That's I, normal.
0: If my boyfriend or significant other, like, popped through my window, I... And had a phone I, in his pocket? I, my neighbors would be calling the cops, like, there's somebody climbing through your window.
2: Right. Yeah, climbing That's another thing. No one has neighbors. Like
1: how? No, they all have like so much space and acres around, um,
0: so comfortable. But then all the windows open. My mom would tell me, "You before you leave, lock all those windows just in case of yeah. weather, or like any other this. Yeah. yeah.
1: Oh my gosh, when Dewey scares her with the mask. <laughs> but Dewey is the best because he. Like, even David Arquette talks about it. The way he played Dewey, like, Wes Craven wanted him to be, first, a meathead jock airhead. Mm-hmm. Instead, David Arquette was like, well, I can't be the jock, but I could be a meathead kind of airhead <laughs> comedian. And I think he does so well with his act. They're all so good. I mean, I think that's what makes us iconic, the mm-hmm. acting, right? Yeah. These people, they're committed to their parts. Um.
0: Those but. cops got there quick too. That was For quick. Real. Yeah.
1: Maybe she lives closer to the center of town. Because remember, Drew Barrymore's character apparently lived corn- too far. Thing. Lived in a corn maze, is always
0: No, she if you when they pan to the mom and or the parents coming in, like it's just acres and acres of cornfields. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Maybe they're farmers. I don't know. I don't know. But um, did you see the most recent scream?
0: I have. I don't know if
2: I think, wow. so. yeah,
0: yeah.
1: I thought it was good. Um, I heard they're gonna do it again, and the pressure is if Nev, yeah, if Nev Campbell is going to be in it or not with the pay. There's like been Nef- a back and forth,
0: her- <laughs> pay or her, her worth. I know. Mm
1: -hmm. Oh, yeah. Drew Barrymore's character is Casey. That's right. Okay. Um,
0: And quick reporters, too. Like, already. Everyone's on the
1: scene. They must, like, and she's in her lime green jumpsuit. She pantsuit. She must, like, always have it on.
2: I mean, the fact that she's trying to talk to children without an adult, like, she's literally, I mean, it gets worse as this movie progresses. But, like, she is terrible. Like, yeah. literally, a liable. Like, she'd be screwed. She would never yeah. be able to even have the scoop because they'd be like, What? How? You did what now?
1: Yeah. Oh, wait, I have an ad.
0: You same. You, can't, can't you have an ad. It. Okay, we have an ad,
1: Lorenz. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll let you know when we're back on. But oh, I will say the new scream is actually going to be the first time. It's been directed, I don't know if it's the first horror movie directed by a gay man, but I think it's it Scream's first movie directed by a gay, gay man. Hmm. And I would have been joking, I really wanted to start with like a gay bachelor party. Like I feel like, because <laughs> it could be really funny, like, hello, oh, I love your <laughs> voice. Are you a stripper coming to the party? <laughs> like, I, I want to be in the opening oh. sequence. I'll do it. I'll I'll die in the beginning. That's okay. I don't care. The, yeah.
0: the writer of Scream, Kevin Williamson, he's um he identified, okay. he's gay.
1: Okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I mean it is such a queer. I feel iconic film, especially especially when we get to Rose McGowan and the cat shoot. I feel that scene is <laughs> that's one of my favorite that, scenes.
0: That was supposed <laughs> to be a gay scene.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's very bottom heavy imagery. LGBT stories are universal, but each one speaks to the individual heart and soul of the writer telling it. Do you have a story to tell? Visit their writer's guidelines. The link is located at the bottom of their homepage. And if you have any questions, email Stephen Hemrick. That's S-T-E-P-H-E-N dot H-E-M-R-I-C-K at GLReview.org. The GNLR and its readers can't wait to see what you have to say. Hi, did I mention that it's spooky season? This is Dr. Andrew Rimby, and guess what? I have so many Halloween and fall designs and crafts in my apartment. And guess what? There is a person who's made me so many Halloween horror fall themed items. And her name is Mandy Bengal. She owns Mandy Made It, a craft crochet company. So Mandy talked to me and said, Andrew, I want everyone out there to know that if they mention ITBR and that they heard my ad, that I will give them a free ITBR t shirt. So make sure you mention ITBR and order from Mandy crocheted pumpkins that she actually is using cinnamon sticks as the stem, which is a brilliant idea. How cozy. And also filling the pumpkins with potpourri. I already wanna wrap myself in a blanket. She has Halloween keychains, other Halloween crochet designs. So, how can you reach out to her? Go to her Facebook or Instagram at Mandy Made It. Reach out to her. She will ship items out to you. If you live in the South New Jersey, Philly area, she'll arrange to have you either pick it up or deliver it to you. So Mandy, just makes such beautiful crocheted items. And I'm so happy that she supports the podcast. I've known Mandy since I was a child. We were in theater camp together. That's how I met Mary. So the three of us have known each other a long time. Okay, head over to Mandy Made It for your handmade crocheted items for this Halloween and fall. Okay. um so you never know what we're gonna get as we're i love this though like just seeing what comes up as we watch
0: pop-up video
1: pop-up video yeah um wait who's oh that's his father i never i don't know why i don't remember the father of billy
0: wait he's really only in it for two seconds did you still have the ad
1: oh no 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 we're back we're back sorry (laughs) yeah they're in the police precinct um. yeah yeah billy's with his father the father's kind of handsome hank yeah is that his name <laughs> see i don't even know his name um i didn't kill anybody
0: doing everything yeah. by the book as the dad there like in
1: mm-hmm. the mm-hmm.
0: question you're talking oh yeah to he has a
1: lawyer life. on hand oh yeah it's, this guy billy's from privilege
0: well technically mm. Hank is uh, a lawyer too. The dad ah. was
1: there you go. Wow, you must have like slept with Hank or something, Lorenz. You know a lot <laughs> about this backstory. So, like, I don't even know who Hank is. Okay. Um that van is so iconic that Gail Weathers isn't. And again, she's in the jumps. <laughs> Do they change her outfit? No, that's right. This is the same know. day. It's all one day. That's right. It's all one day. So I guess Casey Becker's murder was the night before. Is that our sequence of time?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: It happens pretty quickly. Like the days. There's only a few days in this movie. Yeah. Sydney, look at me and she's like, no. No, I'm, I'm not good. coming to look. At- and then Tatum in that like clueless skirt. Mm-hmm.
3: That does look like something Alicia it.
1: Silverstone would wear. I, love- I know. We need that fashion again. Instead, the Gen Zers told me that the fashion now is to wear real loose clothes. And I was like, we already went through that in the early 2000s. I'm not wearing loose clothes again. No, no, no.
0: No, and I think Rose McGowan actually had, like, everybody follows their wardrobe um, technician um, to the book. I think Rose McGowan had stated that she incorporated a lot of her clothes like those white boots i think she said that those were her boots mm. um uh, she had a lot of influence on her like she like you said she wanted to dye her hair change it from brown to blonde um i think they gave her a lot of creative um like freedom. energy freedom yeah
1: sorry i don't want to always finish people's thoughts i know that's None not always kind
0: you were getting it out for me <laughs>
1: I know. well we're all friends so we don't take offense with that. Oh, they have a pretty downtown. hmm It is. I'll have to like look up Santa Rosa. It looks like a nice area. Mm. Road hard. trip. <laughs> we could take the Amtrak, I heard, to San Francisco. It only takes you three days.
0: Oh.
1: Like fun time on the train. I love trains, but I don't think I could be on a train for a day. I need to like I, move
0: around. I do appreciate Gale weather's um yeah. what uh what like motivation like oh, determining yeah. she was going to get that story mm-hmm. like whether 17 yeah. oh. year old without consent she was going to get some type yeah. of story.
1: oh god when she punches gail weather that was
2: my favorite moment she deserves it quite frankly
1: and gail says nice shot bitch
2: i mean she's fucking harassing teenagers but gail actually and loved, she's calling think... them bitches like she should be yeah. in jail
1: yeah oh and then Tatum says, "I'll send you a copy." Bam, bitch.
0: Super bitch. But I think Gail Uh, gets
1: off on it for some reason. She really likes the power play.
0: Well, they don't like. Mm -hmm. I I mean, they talk about like Gail really was involved a lot with um, Sydney's mom's. There was a a trial, and she was interviewing the the suspect. Like she involved. Like, immersed herself in Sydney's life in this court case. Like, that was something that we don't really see in Scream. So it's yeah. just, it's unfortunate, but like, that's kind of like the back history between like Sydney and Gail as well.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, she's going to answer the phone again. Yeah. We have the killer calling her at Tatum's house. Mm hmm. Um, I also love how Tatum is, like, they're very, like, 1980s girls just want to have fun sleepover clothes. Yeah. It reminds me of one Pamela Anderson's in Scary Movie. Have mm-hmm. you seen that scary movie?
2: <laughs> and just I... her boobs are out. Oh,
1: God, Dewey. oh, Dewey is so adorable,
2: though. He just comes out with weight his gun. No big deal. T-
0: no. I just want him to cuddle me. He's so cute. Okay. <laughs> It terrifies me. Put that gun down. <laughs> yeah.
1: Well, I think that's what you were supposed to be terrified. he sh- like... The real... Quick hand. He has... um, What do they call those? Not sloppy hands. Like you when you have like... loose fingers. Yeah. Sticky fingers? No, that's different. Oh, gosh.
0: But, like, like look at Cotton Weir. Oh,
1: this is the murderer. This... Well, this was...
0: Look at the hair.
1: Apparently, mm-hmm. Marines murderer. Um, I mean, the
2: guy looks like Billy, like an older Billy. Mm-hmm.
1: His cellular bill was clean. He didn't make those calls.
0: Hmm. I wouldn't even know how to phone, like a phone. It just. Seems well, remember you used to, to... to do this. I'm very. You... Proud. Yeah.
1: Well, remember, we used to get um, statements where it would say, like, who you called that month or that billing period. That was, like, in so- the two- 2000s. But I love how um, he has the sunglasses. His getup is really nice, Dewey. Um, always has to go to school in the cop car.
0: So right here, oh. they don't say it, and it's uncredited, but that's Linda Blair from... The Exorcist.
1: Oh, as the reporter. Oh, oh,
0: good knowledge, good trivia,
1: Lawrence. Uh, I like Tatum's outfit there. It's very cheerleader football player. Very good <laughs> like jersey on.
0: Very nod to uh, Johnny Depp in um, Nightmare on Elm Street. Ah, uh, there we go.
1: Yeah, I have to watch Nightmare on Elm Street again. Um. Oh, Gail, at least is in another. She's in a now red pantsuit. Um, but you know, I do get where where Gail's coming from about having to document it as a book. I mean, do you feel like Sydney really should be blaming Gail for making like wasn't someone going to? profit off of not even profit but have to tell the story in book form i mean
2: yes and no not every court case gets turned into a book someone has to want to do that um you know but in this situation i think it's a lot different because she is from the same town it seems like this is supposed to be like a more tight-knit you know type of community so i think for the fact that someone who's in her community is actively not only writing this book about her mother's murder, but also writing it in a way that, you know, reflects technically bad on her mom Mm. in some ways. So we
1: find out that Gail thinks that Cotton had sex with her mom in like a romantic relationship that Mm -hmm. the mom was cheating on her father, which I think, you know, that comes up at the end. Mm -hmm. Um, we got a lot of accusations in the final scene. And then that cameraman, what's his name? I don't know his name. Penny. Kenny. Yeah.
0: He. Yeah. I don't know the aggressive fat shaming that. Yes. There's like. Oh. This guy's working for you. This guy is like following you with a camera. Like, maybe be a little kinder. Yeah. She was. And blessed. I don't
2: even. Yeah, I think he works for her. Like, I think he works for the news station just like she does. Yeah, he's
0: like, he's, he's, yeah, he's union and she's just the talent face reporter, smut reporter, whatever. Like,
1: no, that's her golfer. That's her personal assistant, the way that it seems Mm -hmm. she treats him. Oh, and then there's a ghost face running around in the school. That's, yeah, that's a real class act.
2: Um bound to happen.
1: But I think what's so smart in even having someone mock Ghostface and his costume is like already anticipating that it's going to be the number one Halloween costume in America. Like they already treat it as a costume in the movie.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Like you don't see you don't see the serial killer elevated to that level, like as a materialistic consumer object in our movies. Like before this, Mm -hmm. um, yeah. Just so much, so many smart decisions in this movie. Wes Craven is, well, was, he died in 2015, but just an incredible director Mm
0: -hmm. and creator.
1: Imagine that you're riding the Turner classic movie Great Movie Ride in Hollywood Studios. It's in the 1990s. As you're journeying through the Great Movie Ride, you pass the Wizard of Oz, where all of a sudden you see the Wicked Witch of the West ascend into Munchkinland in a cloud of smoke and flames. Well, that's the memory I have with the Great Movie Ride in classic cinema when I was at Disney in the 1990s as a young boy. And ever since that, I was hooked on classic cinema. Well, my friend, Christian Garcia, friend of the ivory tower boy in the room, has a podcast that you all are going to love. It's called That Old Gay Classic Cinema. And he looks at queer themes in classic cinema, like Vertigo, The Wizard of Oz, Sleeping Beauty, Mary Poppins, 101 Dalmatians, Hello Dolly. The list can go on and on and on. So, follow him on Instagram at That Old Gay Classic Cinema. You can listen to his podcast on Apple and Spotify. And he also is on the premiere episode of our Queerest Folk podcast, where I'm rewatching every episode of Queerest Folk from 2000. And the episodes come out bi weekly. So, make sure you listen to his episode with me. And he's launching a rewatch show of Smash where they're putting on a Marilyn Monroe musical. So, he's going to be joined by co-hosts a lot who are in the Broadway and theater industry, and I'm going to be on his first episode. So, without further ado, get listening to that old gay classic cinema. Enjoy. I am here with the co-owner of one of my favorite stores here in Port Jefferson Village, New York. It is called The Soapbox. So Janine said, Andrew, I have these four products you need to get your hands on. It's called Four for Fall. So she's going to go over these four products. I know first you have a soap for me. What is the soap?
3: I have the soap for you. It is called apple Fighter Shea Butter Soap. It's by a company called Greenwich Bay. And this is a great soap because you can use it for your hands or your body. And it has a delicious apple cider scent. And I think you're actually already familiar with it.
1: Yes, it Let's is in it. my shower. I still have it. It lasts a very long time. Yeah, great lather. The lather is wonderful. Mm-hmm. It's just so luxurious. And I love the scent into November. Yes. You know, this apple cider just, it evokes so many cozy feelings. Oh. After the soap, we have something that you can add on to yes. in the shower. So
3: what is this? This is a wonderful, wonderful um, exfoliating shower scrub. It is by a company called Primal Almonds and it's a sugar whip shower scrub. And the scent is pumpkin space. It's a moisturizing sugar scrub. So it's tiny little sugar granules. And it's something that you would use after you shower twice a week because you don't wanna strip your skin of your natural um, oils and your your moisture, but it's wonderful. It just really exfoli- exfoliates all that dead skin and leaves your skin very su- smooth and soft from all the um, the sugar.
1: So after I use the exfoliant right now, we need to moisturize. So yeah. I know you have a really nice fall body
3: lotion for us. Absolutely. Um, this is just such a delicious scent. This is one of my favorites for fall. It is The scent is Orchard Breeze and it's by a company called Michelle Design Works. Um, This is another product that you can use hand or body, hand and body. Um, It's great, you can place it um, on your vanity, just a couple of pumps for your hands or use it on your entire body, but it's shea butter based, so it's extremely moisturizing. Um, It's just wonderful and the scent is just lovely.
1: We need something more deep for our face. Everyone wants face masks and I know that you absolutely love this company and this print.
3: This is one of my favorite masks by one of my favorite companies that we carry and we support. The company is called Farmhouse Fresh and they're right out of Texas. The mask is called Splendid Dirt and it's a nutrient rich mud mask. Um, it consists of pumpkin puree and the benefits of this mask, uh, it's a pore minimizer a radiance booster and a skin degunker. gunker So it's an all around great mask. If you really want a boost of radiance, it brightens your skin and it really cleanses your pores.
1: If they live on Long Island or near Long Island, you know, what is your address uh, for them to come into the store?
3: We're located at 18 Chandler Square in Port Jefferson, New York, right in the village. Um, And if you can't make it, you have to come in because we just have so much fun stuff in here. So many wonderful products. Um, But if you can't make it in, please give us a call. We're more than happy to um, ship any of these wonderful, all any of these wonderful products to you. uh, call us at 631-509-1424. You could always um, reach us on Instagram at the Soapbox NY, or you could always um, check us out on our website Soapbox NY. Um, and
1: yeah, there's so it, many ways to access so your products. So many
3: ways to reach us. And
1: Janine is more than happy, and Mariana, mm-hmm. the so other co-owner,
3: my mom actually. Yes, 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 my mother are
1: so willing to take your orders yes. via phone, via Instagram. And I can't wait for everyone else to enjoy these luxurious products. I love when Billy says this to her. Um,
2: Oh, my God. I want to punch him in the
0: face. Oh, cringy.
1: Yeah. Like, he's trying to guilt trip her into having sex. And he's Mm -hmm. like, Like, you're why are you so upset and traumatized? Get over it. Like, don't worry about a killer in your house.
0: Mom's death. Let's go.
1: Yeah. But now, like, when you know, I mean, I think everyone who's watching this, it's okay if we spoil it. But when you know that he's one of the killers and this is his way of conversing with her, like, Mm -hmm. then you have to think about how is he getting turned on by this? Like, this is extremely. Uh, His mental unraveling and derangement mixed with horniness. It's a real, Mm -hmm. it shows the side of how psychopathic he is. Yeah. I mean, the way that Skeet plays it in his eyes, like you said, Lorenz, his eyes, there's just, he looks really unhinged. Um,
2: There's nothing there.
1: Wait, you thieving whoring generation.
2: I know he's insane a the in this says. one. Like he's another one, like straight to jail. Like like you're threatening yeah. students, you're threatening them with scissors as a now. principal. Like,
0: what? Like puts yeah. the scissors up against like their chest. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would have been on the phone with like the school board. And I think what is this guy doing? He's got the key. looks like he's key.
1: about to slash them. Right. He's he's threatening to hang them from a tree. They it's are like very handsome know. guys who were in the ghost face costume. They did a good job with the handsomeness in this movie. <laughs> oh my god!
0: The lock, the bathroom lock. They scene. definitely mm-hmm. need a renovation in this high school.
1: Even though the high school is beautiful <laughs> on the outside, I guess they don't care about the bathroom.
0: I feel like uh, my school bathroom looked like that. It still looks I like know. it. <laughs> I don't remember. Oh. Imagine there was somebody like is it, like a person like can i get in <laughs> yeah
1: oh and now they're okay so they're questioning um whether uh sydney is actually yeah, the killer or imagine like if she's you know um framing people well, that's what I like about, I have to say, one of my favorite Scream sequels is um Emma Roberts one. I thought Dream that four. was a, which one is it? Scream 4. 4. Yeah, yeah. I thought that worked really well. I am watching the new American Horror Story. It's actually, it's interesting. I don't know how I feel about it yet. Mm-hmm. I'm like, not that far enough. I need more. Are you seeing it, Mary? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Lorenz, have you seen Delicate yet?
0: I have not, but okay. I'm going to. I just, uh, a, a lot of shows. I just finished How, uh, the rise and fall of the House of Usher. Mm. And that was okay. amazing.
1: Oh, well, I'm going to cover it on the podcast. So thanks for that teaser. I'm bringing on two American Gothic scholars, and we're going to talk all about it and what they do with Poe. Okay. We're hearing noises. Um, she's convinced that Ghostface is in the bathroom, right?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, no. here, like with the air conditioner, like, yeah,
1: yeah, is someone there? Anytime they ask that in a horror movie, like, that's not a good. No one's that's gonna answer
2: you, should... you either. Yeah.
1: That's when you should run outside the door, like, leave.
0: <laughs> Actually, like I said, yeah. this bathroom is pretty clean compared to um there was definitely a lot of writing in my high school bathroom like little hearts like canon uh canon michelle forever and like there i don't they must they 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 may they must paint over this must have been a freshly painted bathroom
1: Oh, is
2: mm-hmm.
1: ghostface again so now this is the second time she's come in contact with ghostface mhm the first was in her house now she, it's in the school. Well, this again, this- what's the common denominator? <laughs> who's always around? when she's tacked by
0: Ghostface. Um, the bathroom scene, it's kind of um, what is it called when, like, a group, the collective group or like the fan base, like, we think that that is not a killer. That was just, you know, how like the kids were all running around the hallways, like, screaming, mm-hmm. wearing Ghostface. Like, mm-hmm. this is uh, not a killer. Um, the like he didn't have any knives, and the person didn't have any knives in his hands, it was bare hands, so we kind of think that that was like an unrelated incident provoking like Sydney, yeah,
1: yeah. Oh, okay, she's gonna oh, a demographic study between men 11 to 24. Um, what was the study?
0: Wait, her like popularity.
1: Oh, 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 oh. Oh, that men between 11 to 24 are most attracted to her. Oh.
2: What's creepy, though, is that she says that he looks like he's 12, except for his upper torso area.
1: I hope his lower torso area has gone past puberty. Ah, interesting. I wonder what's to that. Uh, Again, these are times, but this is also when I like looking back, right? This is 27 years since Scream.
0: Mm-hmm. My God. <laughs>
1: yeah. But I do feel like there were chances taken there that now movies are so censored. Like things are so I hate to say politically correct because it's used overboard by the religious right. But I do feel like there's certain chances that aren't taken. Except talk to me. I keep saying to everyone, that was one of the most scary films I've seen in years. Um and Midsummer.
0: Yeah, that freaked um, me out. Mary, I have a question. So this you've we like you've covered like true crime pod and I'm sure you know that this is uh based off of like the a real um like a real life like killer mm-hmm. that happened. Um nice. this is like very similar to what that town was kind of like going through or I don't know if you if you know too much. I only know that it is based off of a real incident that was messed up on what happened to those teens but I think like the town didn't know anything and they were freaking out the whole college shut down like I don't know if anymore or if you could provide any insight to that but
1: yeah Mary knows a lot so yeah Mary this is a good chance because this (laughs) is kind of like as we're watching this scene, it's kind of I don't want to say filler, but like we're gearing up for the house party. So, yeah. What was behind the real life inspiration?
2: Yeah. So the real killer was known. Um, oh, we have an ad, in the summer. Barnes, OK, yeah. yeah. So yeah. perfect time. Here's an ad. Um, so in the summer of 1990, there was a serial killer who was given the moniker of the Gainesville Ripper. Um, his real name was Daniel Rowling. Um, he was born in 1954 and was killed by lethal injection in 2006. Um, he brutally murdered five college students um, in their dorms. Uh, people had no clue that they were happening. And, you know, he also, what he did was he posed their bodies after the fact. So not only were, so kind of like in the beginning part where they drag her and hang her. How Steve's oh. kind of in the chair in the back.
1: Yeah, you we're know, back, Lawrence.
2: There's that kind of um, connection there. Um, he was eventually captured and arrested on September 8th. Um, but interestingly enough, he was actually obsessed with Rambo. Ah, oh. which I just thought was an interesting tidbit about this killer. But um, wait,
1: where was where was Danny Rollins? Like what a state? Florida. Okay. Hmm. I wonder why. Maybe Florida was not attractive to the film crew. I guess it depends where in Florida. Yeah, <laughs> they, I mean they
0: also de-aged, they, the right? Or something. Too. Hmm. They they held him too. The the actual killer they held him in uh in like the jail cells for a few days to see if the acts would still happen. Like I don't think that mm-hmm. that's like a normal- Oh my God! Wait.
1: How about the janitor in the Freddy Krueger outfit? I just noticed that.
0: Okay. I love that. West? Yeah. That's, that's West Craven in, in, the... oh, that is West Craven mm-hmm. as the janitor. Oh, okay. That makes sense. But yeah, no, they, Florida didn't know what to do. And I think it was like a, not Pondong town, but it wasn't as a suburban um,
2: mm-hmm.
0: metropolitan area. I think. They didn't know what to do, so they kept him in the jail cell to see if the murders would still happen, and that's kind of how they. I, I, I believe that's how they found that it was like him. Yeah,
2: I think it was actually because they arrested someone else for the murders,
0: yep. and I uh, think uh,
2: that's what that
1: was. Mr. Hembry is going to die.
2: He deserves it.
1: I just love, though, that it's Henry Winkler from Happy Days. Like, it's a great casting choice. <laughs> oh, my God. It's and a then beautiful that you can shot. see his, Yes, in his eyes, you can see the mask. Okay, we're going to take a pause here, everyone. So, pause. School's out for the summer. It's playing. Um, yeah, yeah. We get a big transition into... We're, I think we leave the school permanently now in the movie, right? This is kind of like our end of Act One. The school is end of act one. And then we get into the house party. It's like all of act two. Um, okay. So Mary, anything else you want to say before we leave for our Patreon to cover the rest of the movie about like what Lorenz is talking about from the Danny Rollins case? Well, first you've covered it on the podcast.
2: Mm-hmm. Yes. There are episodes part one, two, and three. They're already up. It's just, if you look the look up the Gainesville Ripper series, you'll find
1: them. Yeah. Oh, Gainesville. Okay. Mm
3: -hmm.
1: Yeah. That is kind of like more of a rural or less populated area of Florida. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So, okay. Well, what are our thoughts so far about halfway through the movie? Like as you're rewatching, is there anything that you're seeing anew from watching together?
0: I mean, I know that like rewatching it, you see the difference in. So they didn't have a, the licensing to do the mask yet, and oh, so you insane. see different variations of the mask. So the mask that we saw with Henry Winkler, that's not that's a mask that the production team just made up because they didn't have the mm. to use. The actual like ghost face or oh. i think the name is father father of death hmm. um, yeah
1: okay. i think wasn't it a mask that already existed at a costume store
0: Yes, or but, uh,
1: okay it was just generic yeah
0: okay. but now yeah. paramount or mirror whatever these production companies are called these days because of the whole crazy weinstein stuff whatever the company oh, yeah owns the rights I believe to the ghost face like mask mm. like yeah. mm.
1: oh wait so on Instagram I had some people because of our recording I asked what your favorite horror movie was so I think I did get some responses and I'm going to read them Um, let me see here okay so Matt said Halloween Which, yeah, well, I was going to say, what are your, before we go into the Patreon, and leave all of you lovely listeners on our podcast platforms, um, what is your favorite horror movie? Mary?
2: Um, I don't know, I feel like mine's Halloween, too. It's such a classic.
0: Yeah. How about you, Lorenz? I, I like Halloween as well. I what Mary? What made you like Halloween? Like what was?
2: I mean, I hated the whole like she's a virgin, so that's why she survives. But I appreciated like the like I just liked her character of uh, like Jamie Lee Curtis's character, Laurie. Um, yeah. I don't know. It had like a pro female, like because I mean she's a final girl, right? So you know. She's got that energy to it. So it's like, okay, yeah, this girl, technically you could beat this dude if you had to. Like she did, you know, she does it. So
3: yeah.
2: I feel like
1: if I had to do a slasher again, I'm so, you know, both of you know me so well. I'm like so analytic when it comes to these genres. I guess I don't even know if I consider Scream a horror movie. I think I consider it more a horror thriller.
0: Mm-hmm. that Come. Like, a,
1: like if I had to do a slasher I would say Halloween but if I had to do like a psychological thriller I would say The Sixth Sense and
0: okay. then
1: I would consider this like the satire realm of horror so this is definitely the top like I feel Scream is the most cutting edge horror movie mm-hmm.
3: as a genre
1: like And another one that I really need to watch again is Poltergeist. I remember I was really freaked out with Poltergeist, but I haven't seen it in a long time. Um, But I do have to rewatch The Exorcist. And for all of you out there, we're all going to be back again talking about The Exorcist, the new one, um, which I am seeing soon. uh, So I can't wait. Um, But yeah, I don't know. Lorenz, is Scream up there as like your top five? If
0: you had to do a top five. right there is number one in my everyday movie i mean i can have it playing while i'm wet work and just like in the background yeah. i don't know if that makes like we were talking about earlier like oh i was watching the exorcist and like i don't know if, if i'm telling like the tell is too much for anybody but i mean scream is one of my favorite movies of all time like yeah. it it's there like yeah. i want to get a tattoo on my arm like everything about this movie like it. it put fear in my eyes I was six years old when this when my cousins like I remember it was Christmas um we went into my aunt's like living room and they put on scream my mom's like oh yeah you can go and watch it I'm six years old had no idea what ever I've never seen a horror movie in my life First five, 15 minutes, I just watched Drew Barrymore get brutally butchered. (laughs) Icon Drew Barrymore. I'm like, I never, I'm like, did they just kill her on real TV? Didn't know (laughs) that.
1: Well, you know how I, so I saw it when I was, I think in middle school, I would watch all up until high school. I would watch the AMC Horror Fest. Do you remember when AMC, like they still do it, but they would just have all the horror movies playing every night
2: hmm
1: and I, yeah. but they were censored versions i remember like they were made for tv um
2: like the ones but i'm the looking Loomis they hates. still
1: do like all the nightmare on elm streets again nightmare on elm street i have to rewatch because you know what it is for nightmare on elm street now that i find campy because and i think it's supposed to be campy but i never was scared because i'm like they're not dead they're dreaming it's like very as if they're in purgatory. Like, I don't know what's happening a lot of the times. It's kind of like Candyman. I'm not into the Gremlins. That's the only one I don't like. I'm like, okay, I'm not that freaked out. So and Chucky is funny, so but Chucky's just <laughs> that little doll is, oh my God, French. they should have a Barbie Chucky movie.
0: <laughs> oh, my- Barbie
1: and Chucky meet each other. I think oh. that would work or final destination. I remember the one with the uh roller coaster, I the third one. Okay, so you know, with but I thought that life. one was pretty good. House of Wax with Paris Hilton. Mm. I remember watching that. Um, but yeah, Potter Guys, there's a few I have to. Um, maybe we'll have to do like Pottergeist in the winter Mm -hmm. and as we're watching this everyone I have to say this is like the best timing because like as we started it the sun was like going down and then now we're in our pitch black fall which like at least I feel energized because usually (laughs) I was like the last day I had to like just sleep I don't know what I always feel nocturnal Mm -hmm. like it always takes me a day to get into the darkness where I'm just like so exhausted I don't know if you feel that way but
0: I'm always in darkness now. I feel like (laughs) this. Yeah.
1: Well, you're just Dracula. So, (laughs) Um, okay. So for everyone out there, we are going on to our Patreon. We're going to watch the last, it's like 40 minutes, 50 minutes of the movie. Um, And thank you all for joining us. But it is only $10 a month to join our Patreon and you get access to all of our episodes, all of them, and you get access to our book clubs. So Mary's True Crime Book Club which is about hauntings and my book club, which is about the women behind the Rolling Stones. And then November, I'm toying around with it. I think I might choose Delicate Condition, which American Horror Story is based off of. Because there's something in my mind saying, I want to read Delicate Condition and I think others out there would be interested in it um, to see how the American Horror Story is adapting it. Um, And I'm sure American Horror Story has taken a lot of free has taken a lot of uh libertine risks with it uh just because that's what american horror story does okay lorenz this has been amazing mary this is fun let's go into our patreon because i can't wait to watch the last section which is my favorite my favorite because we haven't even gotten to rose mcgowan's death which is wild um okay we'll be
0: right back
1: okay yeah don't answer the phone <laughs> Hi, this is Dr. Andrew Rimby. I want to thank you so much for listening to the ITBR and TCIA episodes. Make sure, if you don't, follow, rate, and review us on Spotify and Apple podcasts. Also, make sure you follow ITBR on TikTok and Instagram at Ivory Tower Boiler Room and TCIA on TikTok and Instagram at True Crime and Academia. Also, we have a brand new Patreon. Membership system. So, I just want to explain it to you all quickly. So, if you want to become an ITBR student, it is $5 a month. You get ad free ITBR and TCIA episodes and video interviews. If you want to become an ITBR professor for $10 a month, you get all of those ad free benefits, but you also get access to both the ITBR and TCIA book clubs. You can join both book clubs, get ad free episodes, plus you're going to get all of our extra video episodes. So I am rewatching Queer as Folk. Christian Garcia from That Old Gay Classic Cinema is joining us and he's rewatching Smash. Um, Mary is going to start to rewatch shows as well. You even get access to what I'm calling the ITBR teaches. So if I'm recapping a movie or a TV show, including Barbie, Um, Halloween movies and horror films, you get access to that as well. And then I also am offering consultation services. So for $30, you get your first initial consultation with me. It's a one hour private Zoom. I will help create your podcast, your media brand. How do you navigate academia as an undergrad or a grad student? Do you need help with technology? It could be teaching tools, Spotify for podcasters, video editor software. Do you want to expand your social media presence as an artist, writer, podcaster or academic? Do you want help on how to create a public humanities identity like I've created for myself? So I now I'm offering that consultation service. You can find more info about it on Patreon. And you also can join our book clubs. If you want to just join the ITBR book club or the TCIA book club, you can do that for $4 a month patreon.com backslash ivory tower boiler room that is p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com slash ivory tower boiler room thanks to the team married to Pippi, our chief contributor and thank you to our two new interns from stony brook university jonathan and sarah bye everyone until next time